Welcome in once again. So nice to have you. It's Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. And Allison Gerlock is a marketing expert and says that the two phrases, that's not my job, and we've always done it that way, are the two biggest limiting mindsets to your career. Find out how Allison rose from entry to director level by not limiting herself in that manner. Let's get going. Episode number 76 starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Blitnikoff, and it's safe to say that I have a marketing expert on the line, and I'm going to get her name right. I've only known her for a few years, but I, I somehow managed to mess up her name. But as frequent listeners know, I mess up a lot of names on this show. But uh, Allison Gerlach, do I have it right? That is correct. All right, great. And uh, Allison is the director of U.S. marketing for ACS at Livanova, and she's had that role for quite a long time now. She's been at Bear, and I'm just going to read something from her LinkedIn profile. She's an innovative marketing director who has led many medical device product launches, guided a company through a full rebrand, maintained full creative control over marketing content, and boy, so much more. You know, Allison, I could read your bio for the next 20 minutes, and that would be the end of the interview, but I think we're going to bring you in right now. And Allison, welcome to the show, and I'd love to have your bio in your words and uh, maybe give us your background. Again, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much, Jeff. I'm afraid if we just spent the whole time reading my bio, it would get pretty boring. But long and short of it, I am a marketer in the medical device industry, and I've been doing this for longer than I'd like to admit. I actually started my career as a teacher and moved into business as a customer support representative. So it's been a long haul to make it uh, to the director level at a pretty large medical device company. Let's talk about your story and how you, first of all, got interested in switching careers from being a teacher to now that you are at the director level in business and then the the steps that you had to take to do so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I was a typical 18-year-old, for any 18-year-olds listening, uh, just kind of not knowing exactly what I wanted to do and teaching sounded cool. So I did my undergraduate at at Penn State University and I started out uh, trying to be a teacher and didn't think I'd really like that. And then I just studied English because I loved reading and I loved writing. So why not spend four years doing what you love? Much to my mother's chagrin, she told me that I would never find a job with an English degree. So I guess I proved her wrong. I started off right out of college, just at a small learning center, a Huntington Learning Center. And it was pretty cool. Got the opportunity to work with some really great kids and really kind of got the bug to sell and get into marketing because it's a different kind of educational program. And luckily, my mom, who had been an x-ray tech at a hospital in Pittsburgh, she started at a medical device company called Medrad. And it just so happened that the company was hiring for customer service. And I was ready to make a change and you know, try to move into a different field. And I got a job as a customer service representative at Medrad in 2004. 
So that's where it all started. And I was customer service rep, thanks to kind of my mom driving me there. So talk to me about your journey from 2004 on. So to come from really an industry where you didn't have really business experience, you start out at basically the entry level. And now we look 16 years later from 2004 to 2020, you're now at the director level. I mean, global marketing. So talk to me about what you had to do in between those times and the mindset that you had to adopt to kind of put yourself in the position you are now. Yeah, well, I had to work hard. You know, I tell people, especially some of the younger women that report to me and men as well, no one's going to come knock on your door and offer you a promotion. So I really just kind of took every opportunity that came in front of me. So as soon as I started in customer service, I worked really hard to learn the processes, to learn our ERP system. And because I had a teaching background and I had an English degree, I was able to leverage one of my my talents in writing to help them start building training processes, and I became their global trainer. So that was really kind of what set me forward into the business world. You know, working in customer service, I think people look at that like, oh, you know, you're just a customer service rep. I'll tell you what, if you're starting a career and you can get in in customer service and you learn the entire order to cash side of a business, that's really going to help propel you forward. And as I worked as a global trainer, I got a lot of experience. I trained every employee that came through, wrote many training programs, and decided that I really needed to build my business acumen and decided to go for an MBA. And that's what really helped me move into marketing, taking my education to the next level and realizing where I had weaknesses. So specifically, what did the MBA bring to you? And Oh, by the way, I just mentioned a minute ago that you're in global marketing Currently, you're actually, as I had said at the beginning of the interview, director of U.S. marketing. You've, and you've done global marketing before, but I don't want to mischaracterize you. You've done so much that I'm even getting confused. In. <laughs> but uh, talk. I, I did have a global role once, yes, and it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it, you've done a lot. But let's talk about the MBA. And you just mentioned that the MBA really opened you up to some aspects of business that really led you to where you are now. So maybe those... And this is specifically for those listening, maybe considering an MBA. What would you say to them? I would say that if you want to move forward, especially in business, a master's degree will definitely get you there. And you have to be in it, not just for that piece of paper. I was very happy that when I went to get my MBA, I had already been working for a few years. So I had that real world experience. So when you're going into the courses and you're talking about organizational leadership and you're talking about culture, finance, all of those things, you have a point of reference. And what the MBA did for me was really just help me to take those points of reference, expand, and really start applying them into my day-to-day as just a product manager in marketing. And I can say that there's just no way I'd be able to do what I do today at a director level without having that background knowledge and pursuing that MBA. You had mentioned something earlier in the interview that I found intriguing. It's your advice to younger people about go out and grasp those opportunities. So maybe you could talk to people right now about how they need to be intentional about doing that and how they should be acting within the corporate environment to make sure that they are maximizing those opportunities that can lead them to where you are, director level. Two things that drive me crazy and that I've always avoided is, number one, that's not my job. 
or number two, we've always done it that way. If you adopt a mindset that says, you know, I don't care what my job is and what their descriptions are. If there's a project I can jump on and I can learn and I can offer a helping hand and I can add value, you should do that because you will learn and you will continue to grow. And if you hear, if you ever say to yourself, that's how, how we've always done it, definitely check yourself. And if you're working for a company and they're saying this is how we've always done it, I say challenge that because if you do that and you have the opportunity to share new ideas, not only share them, but help to implement them, you'll move much more quickly within your career. What don't people know about being a director? Because you get the title. There's obviously a lot of work that goes into that title. There's a, you know, I always like to say to people that, you know, rise to those levels, they say, hey, you're, a, you're an overnight success after two decades of really working really hard. And how many times can I say really? Well, anyway, uh, there's always a little bit of audio faux pas in this. But at any rate, talk to me about what people need to know about being a director. What is your day-to-day like when you rise to that type of level in a corporation? I think what you need to know is you have to understand when you start growing in your career and taking on these more senior roles, what it not, not only what it means to your work-life balance, because you know, the more you grow in your career, I think the more challenging that does become, but kind of really what you love to do. So if you love being an individual contributor and you love working on projects and kind of owning them, but you hate having to deal with, you know, management and spreadsheets and finances and budget, you you might just decide that it's okay not to be a director or senior vice president or any of those things. I would say, you know, it's challenging because you're, you're running a business, you're you're working the budget and you're running a team. Now, if you want to lead and if you really enjoy working with other people and helping to see other people succeed, then you should definitely consider moving forward in your career. That is by far my most favorite part of being in a director role is having a team that I can help be successful. I got to promote one of my employees this this past year and it just gave me it gave me real true joy. So and I can see that throughout this interview, what I'm basically hearing is is that you're a mentor and then you've probably been mentored. So maybe you could talk to me about the role of being a mentor and a mentee from your perspective and how people can maximize both roles. Yeah, I actually funny thing is that when I first started marketing, I had a horrible boss and that person just really taught me everything I never wanted to to do. So that was a great lesson learned. So for any of you out there that hate your boss and they're horrible, don't worry, there's better ones behind them. I've been really lucky to have a couple of really great mentors who took the time to listen, listen to me and appreciate the different values that, that I brought to the table and really just brought me in under their wings and taught. They listened and they taught me. And being a mentor isn't, you know, being a pal to your employees or anything like that. It is, it's having a willingness to not only you know, provide them with guidance, but having the managerial courage to provide them with that constructive criticism and challenge them in ways that help them become more successful. What would you advise 
professionals listening right now, especially young professionals, how they should go about getting a mentor within their organization that can really help them go to the next level? How should they ask? What should they do? How can they maximize that relationship? I would say, you know, if there's, it, it's always hard, right? Because it, it's hard to define, like, if that person's going to be a good mentor to you. So I would say you have to look for somebody that you know someone within the organization that is challenging the status quo, right? That they're, that they're unafraid to present new ideas that they have. You can tell that they have, you know, some trusted people that report to them, right? Look for that kind of personality and just ask. Schedule time with them to go to lunch. Schedule time to just sit down and meet with them. Go to them with a problem and a potential solution and ask for their advice. Those are the great ways to build those kinds of relationships. What would you say to somebody right now that's listening that doesn't think that they have what it takes to make the same kind of ascension you did? And and I would dare say that, like you said earlier, you came from education, you didn't have a business background, you started it in customer service, and you've risen to this level and you've done it through a lot of hard work and really applying yourself, but there, but you have to have a mindset of like, yes, I can do this. There's some people listening that have doubts. What would you say to those people that have those doubts, that self-doubt, that voice that's saying, oh no, I don't think I could ever do that. What would you like to say to that person? I would say it's okay to have that voice and you can, you can hear it. But don't let that voice be the one that guides you and know that inevitably as you're growing in a career, you're going to make a mistake. And if you admit to that mistake and you own that mistake, you'll learn from it and continue to grow because it doesn't matter what level you achieve if you're a CEO or you're just starting out as a marketing associate or what have you. Everybody makes mistakes and no single person is perfect. So go ahead and listen to that doubt. That's okay to have it, but don't let it be your guide. Well, let's go into some resources here. Of course, we're going to have a link to your company, Live Nova, and all the other good stuff that you're about to mention. And what are some resources that maybe inspire you that you think might inspire our listeners? This is kind of funny, but many years ago when I was a younger girl, Younger gal, I read this book called How to Succeed in Business Without a Penis, and I still think it's a classic and that you should go ahead and Google it and catch it on Amazon because even though it was written in, in 97, it, a lot of it still holds true. So I think just kind of any, any kind of book you can read. I listen to a lot of Audible like on my commute, things like that. I personally am into marketing. I love story brand marketing. I listened to an older one recently called Your Marketing Sucks. So just things like that. But what really inspires me is kind of my team. And it didn't happen on purpose. It kind of happened by accident. But I actually have a team that is 100% women. And those women, they come from different backgrounds. They have different roles within my team. They're different ages. And their journeys inspire me every day. Well, Allison, 
Gerlach. I think I got that right again. <laughs> so I'm doubting yes. myself. I'm doubting myself now. I shouldn't doubt myself. I well, I you know what though? I had that little voice that doubted myself, but I still said it. So I went for it, right? <laughs> but let's. That's why I said sometimes you have to listen. <laughs> that's right. Was well, yeah. Sometimes you got to listen before you speak. I, I sometimes I suffer from that mistake. But at any rate, let's turn the floor over to you now. I always like to start with my guest and then end with my guest. So, uh, Allison, the floor is yours to address the audience, however. You'd like and uh, love to hear what you have to say we'll be back with our guest in just a second and if you're really enjoying what you're hearing here why not get some extras from our guest after every podcast episode we have some fun questions for our guest that we give exclusively to patrons all you have to do is go to the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com and check out the becoming a patron section for just five dollars a month you'll get extras from each week's guest For just $10 a month, you'll get the extras and we'll release the podcast to you before anyone else gets it. Not only will you get great extra content for yourself, but you'll support not only this podcast, but Athena International as well. So again, please consider becoming a patron at the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All right, let's get back into the episode. I would say that Work is always challenging, right? No matter what you do. And even though it's 2020, I think being a woman in business, it's still still a challenge. And I would say that the best thing that you could do as a woman in business is surround yourself with other great women and really, really just listen and learn and do your best to treat them with respect and dignity and never, ever be a mean girl. Well, Allison Gerlach of Livanova, and I really appreciate you spending some time with us this week. Thank you so much. It was a very interesting talk. Thank you. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Rhonda Moray, founder of Elevate For Her, wants to ensure women claim their value and don't get passed over for plum assignments, be taken seriously by upper management, and more important, make as much money as their male counterparts. And here's a little bit from Rhonda. I came from South Central Los Angeles, the first generation college student, the whole nine yards. I didn't want women to not be able to improve their skills and claim their voices. Please help us grow. And it's easy to do. Rate and review us on the podcasting service you use to listen. It is so valuable and important. Thanks in advance. And we hope you're back for the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International.